Mike, turn your games down. Hi, another spooky episode of Games My Mom Found, number 249. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's getting psychoanalyzed with me tonight? Hey, everybody, it's your favorite mass of geometric shapes crammed into the rough shape of a man, Kenneth Sanity. This is Joe Butler, and depending on everyone's intros, my outfit will change. <laughs> Hi, it's Chelsea, a.k.a. Tyrant Cheeks. And this is Blair from comicbookvideogames.com and Mama Horny, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect for this game. So we are here to talk about Silent Hill Shattered Memories, developed by Climax Studios, published by Konami, and came out in 2009 for the Wii and then 2010 for the PS2 and PSP. And we are going to put a, just a warning. We are probably going to talk about, I'm assuming, Ooh. sexual assault might come up on here. Was there sexual assault in this? Yes. It can be. Okay. Uh, that, uh, losing a father, and just all sorts of... We're going to get in some deep shit, I'm assuming, because this game... And spoilers to Silent Hill Shattered Memories if you've never played it before. So, yeah. You've been warned. Okay. More on the other part. The other part I just want to share with you is where when we go to, to sensitive subjects. I don't I don't think I saw any sexual assault in my, in my version. Maybe I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to stuff that was happening. Well, at the end of the day, all that matters is because Blair said that for some reason. I'm in a thong. <laughs> I mean, Damn it. Stupid <laughs> sexy ending. <laughs> I didn't get the sexy ending. I saw the sexy ending. I was like, oh, hmm, I did not get that. I got the good dad ending. I got the depressing ending. Where your oh. wife is yelling at you? Oh, no. No, the other oh. depressing ending. Where he's drunk? Oh, there's the other depressing ending. <laughs> All, all these endings are sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no good. There's no good. Ending. So I want to talk about my memory. So I had played this game, I want to say 2011, 2010, 2020, no, more like 2012. I bought this for Wii. I still have a copy of it behind me, actually. I did not play that copy, by the way. And I remember playing this game. I remember my house where I lived with my ex's mother lived there. And her son was a year younger than me at the time, was watching me play the beginning. And when I asked you, do you like the role play during sex? And I put yes. And I remember him making a comment. That was the one memory always stuck with me about this game. And I didn't get very far. I played for an hour. I'm like, nah, this is stupid. And I turned it off and never went back until this past week. Ken, what is your history with this game? My history with this game is that I remember renting it on Wii once. I remember a lot of waggling. There was a lot of waggling involved. And I never beat it. I never beat it. I don't think I got that far. I think I might have lost interest. But um, I did play it again on PSP. And yeah. Okay. And Joe? Uh, I played this game back in the day on PSP. I uh, I got a free contest where I won an iPod. And I don't like Apple. So I traded someone at school for a hacked PSP. So I got to play a bunch of like PSP games when I was a teenager. And this was one of them. And I loved it to pieces. And then I want to say a couple years later, I replayed on PS2 on an emulator. But that was back when emulation was a pain in the ass. So I don't really remember back then. But I still played missed. this. Yeah, I played it twice. I didn't play it this time because I am busy with other new games. <laughs> Chelsea. I had this for the Wii, I believe, when it first came out. I think it was on release day when I got it. I beat it on the Wii, loved it. And then maybe like a year or two later, whenever it came out on the PS2, I bought the PS2 version. Okay. Which is now probably worth a lot of money. Yeah. And then, yeah, I sold it like five years ago and I'm just freaking kicking myself now. I get that. And Blair. 
Um, I was following this for a long time because I I was a late bloomer to Silent Hill. I kept renting Silent Hill games and then I just didn't get it. And then in the late 2000s, it clicked. So I remember hearing rumors that there was going to be a Silent Hill remake. And then I, uh, I, I have the issue of Nintendo Power. Uh, it's not really within my reach, which was the cover story reveal. Because the big selling point was that we're doing a remake of Silent Hill but there's no combat, which I thought was a genius idea. And this was after Silent Hill Homecoming, which starred an army <laughs> man and Silent Hill Origins. Now, I haven't played Origins in a while because I remember originally it was like it was going to be like Resident Evil 4. But you could still like throw TVs at things, couldn't you? Yes. Yeah. So it was still very action heavy. So I was totally in for this. I pre-ordered it uh, on the Wii, got it played it was initially creeped out but then i kind of started seeing the faults and then it just got frustrating for me and i finished it and i traded it in and then years later kind of regretted it and certainly regretted it now because i rebought it this year and it was a hundred dollars <laughs> that is painful that's canadian too yeah i i mean this game is really skyrocketing price so I played the PSP version because I tried to play. The, no, I played the PS2 version because I couldn't get to run on my PC. I mean, I could. It ran. But then when he talked, the audio wasn't there. So <laughs> there were some issues with the cutscenes. So then I played it on the Steam Deck and it ran perfectly on the PS2 version. So Damn PS2 curious. emulation is still a bit finicky with certain games. And I'm this curious. is one of them that's still finicky. I'm curious. Is like everyone played like the PS2 or PSP version. And I can see how it works. But like. Like we kind of had in our chat where I said this is the most weed game that ever weed. Mm -hmm. And I say that in a good way because, you know, as I'm not one for motion controls, but when it's done right, like in here, it works really well, except for the having to throw things off you in the chase sequences, because mm -hmm. I already hated those. And then having to like basically throw your body over made it even worse. So I just really want to figure out like talk to everyone and just understand like how everything works like with just like face buttons i guess in the case of the psp and like an analog stick on the ps2 did did you have a what was i gonna say did did you over exaggerate or under exaggerate throwing enemies off you probably over because i was just getting annoyed having to like run like running around in circles and like not knowing where i had to go and just being like oh just get off but then eventually i would just let them kill me because it was just driving me crazy <laughs> You're supposed to swing it one direction quickly, and that throws them off the direction that they're on. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if that's explained to you. I just watch speedruns. I've I've heard people say like sometimes people say you have to over exaggerate. Some people say you have to under. So it kind of varies from person to person, I guess. I I do like because the Wii the Wii version is the definite version of this because you also get the really fun thing of the phone coming out of the remote and yeah, also that's cool. and and also uh, your Wii remote shows where you're staring at and that also kind of works in a fucked up way too which i will explain later okay like on on, P on the ps2 version it's easy you just hit the face button for whenever they grab you a different button will light up and you press it like i thought it would be stupid because this game is designed around touch controls but it worked okay just control your cursor and you pick up a can and press x and then move it like it it what it was fine it didn't bother me even without touch controls Actually, I prefer no wiggle controls. You actually use all four face buttons. Um, it depends on which way the enemies are coming at you. They attack you from the front. You have to hit triangle. They're from the right. You have to hit circle, left, square, back, X, that type of thing. 
So it's actually fun, and you can get a bunch of people on you at once, and then just kind of hit all four buttons at the same time, just throw them all off you. So get basically you're ass. pulling like a Neo in the Matrix? Yeah, much. <laughs> It's like the Burly Man fight, but without, you know, hundreds of people, there's like four. Yeah, I think it's an interesting take to have this game with no combat, and I and like one thing I didn't think about, but I was I was watching some videos about this before we talked, and it was like you know they were saying like this is a walking sim before you had walking sims, and that's kind of accurate. You know, this is essentially kind of a walking sim horror with no combat, and that's fine. Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far. Like walking simulators are kind of you just let the story happen. I think this game you're more involved in the narrative than you okay. would be in a normal walking simulator. Yeah, no, you are correct. Oh, Ken, do I have the game for you and you're going to like it and not like it at the same time? No, you don't. Promise. <laughs> it's, uh, what is that fucking, you just watched the movie for it for the podcast. Blair Witch, the Blair Witch game. Oh, yeah, I've already played that. No, it's yeah, not that, for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that game blows. <laughs> I'm curious about it, though. Thank God that uh, the same people that did that are making the Silent Hill 2 remake. Thank oh, you for no. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, yeah. welcome. <laughs> That's something because I've never I've never played any of that team's games. They're all bad. I haven't either. Because what I always hear is that they should make Silent Hill. But every time one of their games come out, it like and I think it's just recently with the medium and Blair Witch where the trailers come up and people are like, this looks really cool. And then the game comes out and the general conception is it's either garbage or average. But then there's like a whole bunch of people who defend them and say they're excellent and they should be the ones to do Silent Hill. So when they actually announced that they're doing Silent Hill, there was, oh, no. And also, oh, yes. So we'll see. It'll be fine because Junji, not Junji Ito, Mashahiro Ito is behind them with a fucking stick. So I think we'll be fine. (laughs) As long as Konami doesn't be like, we need to make this cheaper and faster, then we're okay. Yeah, they did layers of fear. Layers of fear was pretty all right. Layers of fear is okay. I thought endings bullshit, but you know it's it's a horror game, so you yeah, either get a good ending actually. or you don't. Those are I walking haven't... Sims too, right? I don't know. Like, they came in bundles, fanatical bundles. I just buy shit in case someone goes, "Hey, do you want to play this?" And I go, oh, "Sure, I got it. We can play." <laughs> I mean, also one of the things that's like we kind of brought it up early in the show, or not that long ago, but we brought it up that this game was is a remake, but not a remake. It's more of a reimagining of the first game. I think the way to put it, because it's not a remake at all. It's essentially just it takes place kind of in the first. It's the first game story, but not at the same time, because this game, as we made the jokes in the opening, this game alters based on how you answer psychological questions that the game will ask you. And based on the way you play will affect things in the game. Like I was making a joke when we first played this Sybil looked I had I I got sexy Sybil and where you guys got different Sybils. Yeah. Which I and I don't know about y'all, but I got like Sybil plain and tall, like the <laughs> most buttoned up version of a cop possible. The, the yeah. one wearing the hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, had I, had, I had Park Ranger Sybil, but then <laughs> as as I had in our chat. I guess I forgot that games don't autosave past a certain time. So I played for a couple of hours and then turned it off and lost everything. Um, Luckily, this isn't a terribly long game. But then I felt left out because everyone was showing basically Chelsea Sybil. And I was like, (laughs) God damn it. I want Chelsea Sybil. And then it looks like you, Chelsea. And then I just uh, changed some things at the start. Basically answered truthfully but just with an asterisk and then got what I wanted. 
<laughs> I know what question you're referring to. <laughs> I like it that it does that. I mean, whenever I play games like this, like I do the same thing until dawn, I try to answer truthfully to me. Whenever I have, whenever I'm presented with questions like that, I try to be like, okay, did this happen to me? How do I feel about this? Just so I get a game that's shaped, you know, towards me, not with me trying to choose what I want. That's why The Walking Dead fucked you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. We haven't, I've, we're coming on two years, by the way, since we played that first one. And yeah, I have no desire to do anymore. Oh, yeah. Those, those games get progressively worse with each one. Trust me. Like, not oh, bad, but storyline bad. Yeah, especially, especially with like whenever they they're announcing the final season, they're like, we were really specifically mean to Clementine in the second season. And we try to not do that for the final ones. Oh, I heard things, unfortunately, when I joined a Walking Dead group to promote the episode. So I, I know more than I want to. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. We'll never need to play again. OK, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, we'll see. Maybe someday. But I'm not in no hurry. But uh, along with this game, beside your classic uh, uh, 90s horror depictions of violence, you also get a psychological warning at the beginning of this as well, which people made fun of. But I guess no one ever read the ending of the, of this game because the game actually gives you a psych profile, which apparently freaked all of you out. Oh, yeah. Like, That's I, cool. I didn't think it was going to be that much of a change between all of us, but it's actually very different. <laughs> yeah, I was basically looking at my screen and I said, fuck you. <laughs> I didn't read read mine enough and then I didn't save it and I went to go I was just going to pull it back up but I realized I saved over my save because I must have did a new game and it was gone I'm like fuck yeah I'm so mad because I well I sold my Wii but I have a Wii U so when I had to play this I was like okay I gotta take out the Wii U then take out the Wii U plug and then take out the sensor bar and then take out the charging cable to charge a stupid tablet so when I was done, I was like, oh, I have to put all of this back in the box. And then everyone was like, here's my profile. And I wanted to go get mine. But I was like, I am not taking up that goddamn system again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I if I wanted this kind of abuse and profilings, I'd still be living in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where cops are good at that. <laughs> <sighs> no, I can. I don't blame you for not wanting to pull it back out. I don't think I'd. I mean, I was playing this on the Steam Deck, which is perfect, but I just was like, I'm not replaying this to find out what the hell I was get. But it was cool. Like when when Ken had posted it and he read it, to, you said, Ken, you read it to your wife and she's like, to start what, laughing at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the textbook description for Aquarius is pretty close to who I've accidentally become over my life. <laughs> and this one is much more detail oriented. And my wife just thought it was the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> and I regretted not getting mine because I'm like, oh, I wanted to read this to Tiff because I'm sure she I'm, I'm sure it was accurate to me, too. I would not be surprised at all, because, again, I tried to play this game the way that I would do it myself. Like there's one part when you run into Lisa Garland and you're not supposed to look in the mirror because you can see your naked or see your underwear. So I didn't look in the mirror. That I looked one saw went Nope. And then looked at the TV only. I did. God damn. I missed that. I did, too, because the mirrors didn't work like on the emulator I was using. No, they did not. <laughs> nor did the shadows yes <laughs> that's all the shadows i was playing a 2009 wii game on a 55 inch 4k tv <laughs> so i'm assuming that had something to do with it although this game did look really good like it looked off but i think it worked for this type of game like i kind of wanted to look grainy and weird yeah yeah, I mean, yeah it, fits. it fits for sure because the whole idea is like that you're i mean you're playing as harry mason and you're confused as hell in the first place, and then the world's all frozen. 
So it's it. I was frozen today. <laughs> I understood that reference. Oh, wow. Okay. Also, Thank you. I, I connected with this. It's like, well, wow. all th- four of the five of us all live in the northern part of the of the North America. I can all relate to this part. Like, it gets fucking cold sometimes. Like, I can I can get that. Like, I I swear I've been close to freezing to death before. <laughs> oh, Mike. So I. You, you didn't live in a province that had something called Snowmageddon before the pandemic, <laughs> where I was stuck in my house because of snow. <laughs> no, we had that in 2009 in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. I went to work, by the way, on that day. Blair, Not many people did, by the way. I walked to work. Blair looking outside of his house thinking about hunting a moose. <laughs> moose have more rights than me. <laughs> But I could re- like I could relate to being cold. Like it was just funny. Like I was just thinking about that. Like yeah, you're right. It, it's terrible. Like you know, because I, I like that they use cold as as the fear type thing. Because every time that you end up in a stupid you know part where you're being chased, everything gets ices over. And whenever the hell, whenever something bad is happening to him, everything ices over, and you enter the the Silent Hill world. It's almost as if something's trying to freeze you in time, as you could say. Yeah, I didn't catch that by the way until way too late. Oh, there, there. I've done because I. This is I did two playthroughs and I paid specific attention this time around. Whoever I was watching play on YouTube, and there, <laughs> there's things that I, I thought I'd never catch, which is fucking weird and terrifying. One, one thing that I think is cool is apparently you can have two variants of the monsters, and there's like four variants. There's a sexy variant where they have stockings and high heels and boobies. There's like <laughs> one where they're like, they're like, there's, there's holes and, and uh. There's holes and pieces of their head missing, but they look very like what's it called? The art, the I can't think of the word right now. Disfigured? No. Like, like the Picasso cubist stuff. Yeah. And then and then there there's a some there's a different variant where the enemies have which no one got because it's fucked up. There's variants of the enemies like their bones are poking out of their skin or they have Ooh. like lesions and they, it looks oh. like they're like they have the plate. Mine oh, man. Blocky. You're the end. I want that. I'm so, pretty sure mine were blocky. Yeah, the, the the blocky one I think is you going towards more of a normal ending because I've gotten the normal ending on both times I played this. Surprisingly, mine had boobies. Yeah, because you you pick sexy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the one way to get a lot of sexy stuff is when it, when the questions that ask you in the beginning really affects that. So it all the sexy stuff to get the sexiest ending of all is there's you have to pick. Pick the question at the beginning. You have to pick sex ed whenever you pick your classes. Oh, yeah. And then you can you can stare at Lisa in the mirror. And you can also there's supposed to be a way you can also stare at Dahlia. I got the horny ending, but I answered no to the question at the beginning. Well, you can, and, you can... and I said, no, I didn't put sex ed, but I still got the horny ending. You were just yeah. looking at too many women, I guess, huh? No, no, that that's what. Oh, yeah. And then the other options are staring at women's behind when they walk in front of you. And Chelsea also noticed because I watched you stream a little bit of it. You also called several of the posters that were sexy posters. So that probably oh, helped as well. Yeah. <laughs> mm. so how do the phone calls work on a PS2 that is just like regular audio log files? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't because we don't have a Wiimote. Yeah, they probably sound a lot better. But like I... <laughs> Although, like, I, I turned up the speaker in the remote because I wanted to hear things. And I knew there was one puzzle in one of those goddamn mazes that I <laughs> the first time I played it, I was like, OK, take a picture of the stupid toucan's nose because this yeah. is going to be important later on. Yep. As I remember, the first time I played it, I got stuck 
and my friend and I were hunched over a Wii remote up on blast trying to figure it out. But I, the, when the monsters like get close, the, the Wii remote gets really loud and like, like my fiance just came out and was like, what's happening? And I just kind of had to slightly put my thumb over my Wii remote because I was like, yeah, this is being really disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with the PS2 version. I mean, I can see it being cool. Like, I wish I would have appreciated back in the day when I when I when I played it on Wii. But I was also I think I was just too embarrassed when it asked me sexy questions like, do you like role playing during sex? And and then my I don't know what the hell he was, but my roommate kind of pretty much it was like, just, you know, just kind of got very unhappy with me when he saw that. It was pretty funny. He did not like finding out about my interest. <laughs> yeah, I just remember that. And I didn't play it much. I was like, I was kind of embarrassed. I'm like, now nah. I'm like, oh, well. huh. So, it made me laugh. See, this is a game I would just even if I guess I mean, if you have a common area, but like horror games, like I just kind of want to play alone. Just I remember I, had, I was playing Dead Space 2 and I was had headphones on and then my friend would come in or my roommate and he would just keep asking me questions. So I have to pause it, take off my headset and explain, put them back on. And I was like, OK, I'm just taking that in the headphones. <laughs> yeah, that's when I play horror games, I have to make sure my wife isn't home because one time I was playing Dead Space or Dead Space 2 and I was sitting. I think it was Dead Space 1. And I was sitting there and she just made noise and I just leaped out of my chair. <laughs> so after that, yeah, I don't, I don't play. Hey, Garfield. <laughs> I mean, it was literally, I freaking jumped and she just started laughing at me. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't play horror. I mean, this wasn't a scary horror game, though. This was a psychological fuck you in the head. And I like that. I, I really appreciated the psychological thing where you don't really know what's going on. You just know that Harry Mason's looking for his, looking for his daughter because she ran away because he crashed his car and then as, as and he's going through Silent Hill and then as things progress, weird shit just keeps happening where, like, you get to the school at one point, they're like, Cheryl Mason, yeah, there was, I think she was in the class older than me. And they're like, what the fuck? You know, just little little shit like that is happening where you're just so confused, you don't really know what's going on. I thought he was in a time bubble, is how I not the way the game goes, but I was thinking it was like some kind of like time bubble thing because of Silent Hill. So, I absolutely love this game uh, because ahead of two, because as as we'll eventually find out if I continue to be here, because you never know what the future holds. I could blow up tomorrow. I very much prefer when the games go for more of the town is fucked up as opposed to the cult is doing goofy shit. Th- and that also yeah. varies as well. But this game basically does that kind of like it does with two where you're not really sure what's going on. And the game kind of tells you out front but you don't really realize it until you put the pieces together one of the things it being is it's starting off the game starts off with harry mason in a car wreck like in the beginning of the first game and uh him meeting sybil and going to a house where the he believes he lives but the family isn't there and all of that in itself is basically explaining to you what's going on and even further down the line it if you like one thing that i do like is you can replay this game and you can see like the pieces lining up with the high school thing too i think all of the puzzles are all like previous conversations that happened to harry and which is i think the only weird part of this game is they made dahlia his wife i'm i'm okay with it did you guys get sexy dahlia too no yes i had sexy dahlia i had partied too much in the past dahlia oh maybe does she have a pink shirt on that was like falling off no that's the one i had the pink shirt my, then, my Dahlia definitely had some times. <laughs> and then later on, it was basically like the um, Ned. Uh, was it? Oh, right. It was Kirk Ben Houghton's wife from the Simpsons. It was like, hey, lover, can I borrow the keys to your car? I want to go out and change my wig. Like, that's what she looked like later on. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so cool how this game does that, how everything changes. 
Like it's just very, very cool that it has that. And, and it's, it's all based in the it's based on like also I guess seventy five percent of what of what changes in the game is based on how you play and what you do. Like if you stare at beer a lot, if you stare at the women, like we were talking about, depending on what choices you make when you're presented with two different buildings to go into, what which one you end up going inside. Like I think that's a really cool feature. Yeah, very specifically one of the things I saw, which I knew about before, but I wasn't sure about it till recently, is if you stare at the if you don't stare at the psychiatrist, which is apparently Dr. Kaufman, too, which I didn't realize until oh, I not catch yeah, that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the psychiatrist, Dr. Kaufman, if you don't stare at him during your session, which I guess is weird if you're either playing on we or not, that also changes your gameplay style. So if you stare at him, you'll get the normal ending. If you look away from him, you'll get a different ending. Or if you stare at the alcohol behind him the whole time, you'll get a different ending. Oh, interesting. Wow. Uh, you get the ignore ending, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later, but yeah. Well, that explains my ending. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look at you, doctor. And that's shocking that all of this was on a game that every, or a system rather, that everyone kind of, like flat out dismissed as like, you know, this is the Wii. It's only two GameCubes stuck together and it's doing all this stuff. And it's like interesting just having this conversation and thinking about like the state of the video game industry now. And uh, I think there was like 20,000 layoffs in the half an hour that we've had this conversation because everyone is chasing all of these things where this is like, a game built on a Wii that's doing all this clever stuff that you really have to dig for. But if you you can also just miss it. And like that's it's so incredible, especially when you get to the ending when, you know, like we're talking about our profiles. And I was like, this is a Wii game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just shows you what you can do when I mean, I, I know it's been said on the show before, but a lot of times when people have their hands tied behind their back and don't have the best and the newest, they create masterpieces. And oh, this sure. is this is and what I forgot because I knew the producer named Tom Hewlett came up. He is at way forward now. But then it was directed by Sam Barlow, who did Immortality and Her Story. OK, oh, her story is really good. I haven't, by the way, a bundle. I, I, I haven't really played either, but I know it's basically like I know Immortality. It was an Immortality game came out last year. Yeah. Yeah, where you basically are watching like the clips and you can like zoom in and fast forward. Like, yeah, that this is basically like his stepping board into that. Because I like, previous like I, I looked at his credits beforehand and I was like, oh god damn, I want to talk to this guy about the Ghost Rider game. Um <laughs> most people just want to talk about immortality and all these other clever things. I'm like, dude, tell me about Ghost Rider. Yeah. You are comic video games.com guy. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> Every game deserves its day in the sun, even God of War ripoffs with Ghost Rider. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it can't be that bad. I've never played it. It is but I pretty it. good, and you can lock and play Blade through the whole thing, and he even has a voice. Oh, right. You have me sold oh. now. Oh, shit. Minnie, here we come. Unfortunately, it doesn't have Nicolas Cage. That's fine. That's us. I'm okay with that. That's not okay, but okay. It, no, yeah, it's it, like, <laughs> if anyone's not going to turn down a check, it's Nicolas Cage. Like, did you even ask him? <laughs> no. <laughs> Very specifically, mm. not Nick. That's why he's in now. Dead by Daylight. Finally, he's like, I'm doing video games now. I also like. I, I don't think I appreciated the smartphone in this game at the time because, like, in 2008, 2009, I didn't have a smartphone, or maybe I just got one. I don't remember. I think 2009 got my first smartphone, but you know, it wasn't such a, like now is just such a part of of all of us. So it's like normal. Yeah, he's got a phone, using it. Like I remember it being weird to me at the time. Like, why does he have a smartphone? You know, it wasn't like, yeah, this is normal. <laughs> this is just part of life. Yeah, jo- jokingly enough, this is the day and age where everyone 
has smart or smartphones were starting to get trending so everything had smartphones video games utilized them you had like power rangers where like their morphers were phones and then like you know uh, most games like which is funny in this too because it happened to blair your your cell phone saw you save your game yeah i had to look it up because i couldn't remember what to do and so i googled it when i was playing this because i didn't trust it funny enough that games Funny enough, you should really play around with the phone anyways, because you can change your ringtones and text message sounds, too. That's yep. what I heard. I didn't it's do fun. that. But yeah, they're even more obnoxious, though, because I tried doing it. <laughs> and I was like, maybe they'll be better. And it was just not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I like how much like options you're given in this game. And I, and I like how I'm, how I bet you stuff like that affects things that happen in this game. And I think that's just so cool like going in different stores and the puzzles i felt the puzzles were good in this game I, I know one of the complaints was they're not as like bizarre as what Silent hill can do sometimes like you know put the key in the in the drain and watch it go down put the ball on the thing like i'm glad that there's no weird puzzles <laughs> like that like i'm okay that it's just turn the tv camera to the door that you need to open and press a button okay you open the door like i'm okay with simple puzzles Mm-hmm. Well, they they give you all the information that you had need in the room. Like the the most involved one that I really came across was the one in the principal's office where you had to hack into his computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the questions are different because there's like a bunch of different questions. And I guess this is where they kind of tried to incorporate some Easter eggs. Is one of them is like, oh, this is my sign, even though I don't believe in this stuff because you had to find a zodiac sign because one of the stupid puzzles in Silent Hill one at the end is like. Do you know the Zodiac? No. Then go buy a game from go buy the Brady games guide because you're not going to get this otherwise. I mean, some people I know like really confusing puzzles. Me, I just like puzzles that aren't random. Then I just Google the answer. Go on with my day. Yeah. As long as they give you the information in the room, like you don't have to run around like the whole high school, like looking for the answer. Like it might be annoying to zoom in on the right thing to find it but it gives you everything in the room you just have to look for it we got time for that oh and speaking of intuitive puzzles as well blair also the, the wii version is very much the what is it called the definitive definitive yeah. edition of this game because mm-hmm. besides that you also get a bunch of stuff like oh the keys in the coke can you grab it with the wemo and you turn the wemo to turn the can upside down to not to take the to take the key out and other stuff things like that yeah, so how does that work in the PS2 version? You press, you put your cursor over it, press X to hold it, then tip it over. Yeah, the L and R buttons rotate. Oh, yeah. That's that bad. It, it didn't take away from the experience. Yeah, I don't see it taken away. Like, it, it uh, it's just, there's something, there's just something that that's kind of fun sometimes, just like rolling, even though, like, the sensor wasn't even picking me up at certain times, like, especially when I had to, like, roll down a car door or window. Ugh. Or like roll down something like it was like, OK, my hands over here and I was jumping around and <laughs> then I had to just basically like where my TV is, too. I think the sunlight was coming in towards me. So sometimes I think that would screw up the sensor. Yeah. So just remind like- me how much I hated that. And I wish that I know it's probably not going to happen. Like, but this would be great, say, on the switch where you could play <laughs> with a controller or the Joy-Cons. If you want, I wish they would put this on the switch. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it would sell. I mean, I I would love to see all the Silent Hill games get re-released, packaged up and just sold again, because there are so many people that haven't experienced stuff like this. And it would be great. Uh, this would be fun, I bet. 
on the Switch. Oh, Blair, you're totally right, too. The sun does fuck with things because this, the Wii mode actually just works off like infrared. Because I've seen people do things where it's like, don't have your Wii mode sensor bar, use two candles. Yep. And it works. And it works. <laughs> I, I guess you can even hook up, like, because I was, when I was looking online about this and watching videos, somebody was, had bought a sensor bar and hooked it up on their on their computer so they could play this with a Wii mode on the, on the Dolphin emulator. That's, like, that's creative. Me, I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> if we can't make the mouse work, then we're not doing it. That That's what I want to do because there there's like really funny segments. I think the funniest segment that I can remember is, which catches everyone off surprise, which is I think you're, you get saved somehow and uh, Sybil's pushing you through the hospital and she freezes and you have to roll yourself out of the fucking <laughs> hospital. That. that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was one part that made me laugh because, like, throughout this game, we were mentioning you have to like call numbers that you see on posters and things. When you go to the, when you have to, you're trying to get across the city and the bridge is up. You have to go and you call this guy and you wake him up. He's like, "What? What? What's going on?" And it just made me laugh my ass off. I'm like, "You just called some random guy and he's like, yeah, yeah, press this lever and do this." <laughs> like, poor guy. Thank you for answering your phone, good sir. <laughs> And I was like, okay. But I, I, I like those little touches. I mean, I can I remember when I played this in the Wii and I remember being cool that the Wii Mote was so interactive, even though I was very against the Wii too at the same time. One guy so, had a small kid that would run in front of the TV. That was an issue. Nah. So we, we talked about Sybil's outfits. Have you all seen the other weird outfits that the characters have? I did not. No. What what's the other woman you meet that you meet her at the high school reunion? I can't remember her name. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle has three outfits. She has one that's referred to as the plain Jane outfit, which is like a brown outfit. Okay, cool. Because the other two are fucking weird. The other one's a sexy red outfit, which I think you can find if you don't, if you get her normal outfit. I think you find it like in one of the back rooms at the mall. And then her other outfit is like a prom queen outfit. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then there's all the Dahlia outfits, which is the sexy Dahlia, a stoner Dahlia, and the much preferred punk Dahlia. <laughs> I had the middle one. Is that stoner or is that sexy? That's sexy. The p- the pink okay. shirt, which the front says live, it says live fast. I think the back says like die hard or some shit like that. I don't fucking <laughs> know. <laughs> and then her punk outfit has a butterfly, and then the stoner outfit I think has Ouroboros written on the back. I think is I must have gotten the stoner one then. The green one. Yeah. Yeah. I got the pink one. And to add more insult to injury for younger Dahlia, man, she sure looks like Heather from Silent Hill 3. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> Oof. Oh, oh, Harry. No. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. No. Oh, Harry. It's more. Oh, oh, Cheryl. Oh, my fucking God, Cheryl. I think it's more. She just looks like her mother. Right. Well, that too. But that, the, the one thing I want to talk about, which is because, uh, I want to go over the story, but part of going over the story is knowing what the ending is because the the ending you can see coming a mile away if you know what it is. We can to spoil which, it. Yeah, to which also I wanted to make fun of what we talked about earlier. I don't think this game this game is not an alternate universe. It is based off the original bad ending for Silent Hill One because if you don't if you don't help Kaufman and you don't save Sybil and then you kill the god in Silent Hill One. You end up getting the bad, the worst ending where Harry, you see Harry dead in his car, revealing that the whole game was a dream, basically a death dream. Okay, yeah. And I like to think that this is basically the sequel to that, where since none of that happened, now Heather, Heather, Cheryl has to go through, which is basically going to a psychologist who is in Silent Hill. 
And I still believe that Silent Hill is still a freaky, weird ass fucking place, even in this timeline, I guess would be called. Yeah, I, I agree. Because the the whole point of the game is you start off and, you know, you're talking to a psychiatrist, you're asked a couple questions, and then you end up having to run through town. You meet Sybil where she she asks things that he doesn't remember, like where, you know, what's in you, you know. Let me see your ID. Where do you live at? Things like that. And the first moment where you I, I love how they do chapters in this, too, because you basically the game goes and stops and then you have to answer questions to psychiatrists. And then those questions play into the next part of the game. So the first one you get is coloring in a picture of a family and then the color of that, the what colors you fill in affect what that family's wearing. But it's basically established that Harry's live there. And that was the house they lived in while Cheryl was a child. And technically, without it being Harry Mason, it's actually but Cheryl would be doing this where she would go to that house, probably drunk and yell at the people going, why are you in my house? Where is my dad at? What's going on? OK, that's fair. And then uh, continuing on. What's after that? The school? There's the school. There's the hospital you're at briefly. I want to say there's a part you're running around in the woods at one point. Running around in the woods is apparently a capping because one of the things, too, that's in the game uh, is all the puzzle video the puzzle recordings are all situations that happen to the mason family like when you're in the mall that argument is harry and uh dahlia trying to like rekindle their relationship and then cheryl ends up fucking that up by making the whole ride close and then when you're in school weirdly enough i think is there like a puzzle where you got to find pictures yes you have to take pictures of certain people but it's supposed to be you're taking pictures of cheryl yeah and it implies that she slept with her teacher because she has daddy issues which is really weird i did not catch that oh yeah i I only got two of the three and that's one of the things that i uh i what i would love for this game if it got another pass which i don't think would ever happen because uh, one of the reasons why I didn't like this at first is that I hated the nightmare sequences. I thought they were cool at first, but then I kind of because if they're going to take out combat, the way I guess I was coming into it was that danger can happen at any moment. But when I knew danger was coming, I was like, OK, now I just have the new one of these. And now I understand it and more as a it's a pacing thing. So it is a quote unquote action sequence. But it's meant to break up the exploration. I kind of wish that you should that w- in the way I thought about it, because in that section, it's like, OK, here's a map because in those things are so hard to navigate because a lot of things look the same and you're just running for blue things. And often I found myself running around in circles. And in that section, you have to, like, take pictures and it's like, OK, they're here, here and here. And the map is not as intuitive as like a Silent Hill game, because like in say like two and three and one, like everything that you can interact with, like this door is scratched out. This door is a line you can go in, things like that. I wish like you can make a magical line that would show up in the world. Like that's what I would hope if this ever got a remake, because it would be it would work within the universe and how everything works because everything is weird. So why not have this like purple line that you drew or whatever? That's fair. There's a way to navigate the the chase sequence in this game. I'm if sure you, there is. I just I online? No, you you have to look for the doors that are brighter blue. It's really hard to tell, but it, it helped. I learned that because in the last sequence, that's like the night, I guess a nightmare sequence, because you're yeah. kind of going through it. Yeah, you that's how you figure out the the multiple doors so which ones to go through, which whichever door is a brighter blue is the one you're supposed to go through. And oh. that works. Yeah, that works in that I works in the that. earlier sequences as well. Yeah, I forgot about it. 
Especially in that last nowhere sequence, the ones that are like surrounded by ice are your doors. Yeah, and then the ice builds up more as you keep going to. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I didn't know that. <laughs> the guy yeah, told I, me. I, I had to look that up, and I think the first half, it's like you're running towards like lampposts or something. I know there's some telltale sign, and then it's like the thick ice for that stuff. And I wish I discovered that on my own. I, I don't think I need it spelled out like, say, like in a 360 game where we just zoom in on this, like, go here. So there is like still some figuring out, but I think there could have been like some better way to do that because it give you all these options like hiding and like throwing down furniture. But I don't think you really need to hide a lot of the times. I used hiding to get my bearings on the map. Oh, yeah, that would have been smart. <laughs> like, God, you could hide. Yeah, I just kept going towards the the, you know, X marks the spot type thing, the objective marker, so to speak. And there's no, there's nothing really that shows you how to do it, so you kind of got to guess at it. I thought X is where you started, and that's what would throw me off, is that I would go towards the X, and that's I would end up at the beginning. Well, like, maybe it wasn't X, but, like, you know, there's a, a mark that you're yeah, not it, by. It's there, and maybe I was running towards that. I just, I had a lot of trouble navigating, like, in the part where you had to get to the back of the school, I had a real case of the stupids because oh. I went in the burger joints and then you can go upstairs and you jump across and you go to like the brothel or whatever. Oh, the cat house, the cat house. <laughs> I like and then I kept going back to the school and I was like, where do I go? And I was yeah, running I got around at that part too. And there was a guy walking back and forth my window and he must've been like, what is this idiot doing yelling at his TV? because <laughs> i was like what the f do i have to do i don't understand i'm so mad and then i was like you just go to the back door in the burger joint and i could have punched myself in the head <laughs> yeah i got lost at that same part because i'm like oh yeah there was a door back there duh that's not your fault that's just the game being confusing at times. i mean i had a guy that told me what to do so i didn't have that problem but I can see how you get confused, especially at that part. It's very open for that it's, little bit. It's video game logic where you find one door and you're like, do I go here and it's going to trigger a cutscene, or do I go around the corner to the other door and yeah. then the other door triggers a cutscene? You're like, ah, oh, goddamn it, I should have went through door number one. <laughs> yeah, that's very much a video game thing. You are correct. I just thought it's so interesting all the way the stores change and the different. Like, I was watching some videos and just seeing things that other people went through that I didn't see at all. Like, I just, I really like all these touches. Did you all do the planetarium puzzle or the art puzzle? Art, I did the yeah. art puzzle. Planetarium. I didn't even, I tried to get into the planetarium and I didn't know how and then I didn't think you could. I think you had to pick what your, depending on what you picked for your, your subjects for high school. Oh, I pick like creative writing, sex ed, and then literature and theater, I think. So that's probably why. Yeah, that's what I did, too. I basically did all the nerd shit in fucking class. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to do math or science or geography. Gross. Science is cool because you get to open up a fraud to get the key. Chelsea, what happened in the art room? The art room, well, Ken saw this when I was playing. It got (laughs) fucked up, the puzzle. You're supposed to, like, move these little statues and then it casts a shadow on the wall, and then it tells you the uh, the solution to the puzzle. But in my emulator I was using, it didn't show shadows, so I was screwed. So, and thank God, um, 
thank God it's not one of those puzzles that changes every single time. It, it was the same solution. So yeah, I think Ken actually told me what the solution was. I did. Thank <laughs> you like, for remembering. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying. I tried. Like, it's not me. It's the game. I know yeah. what I'm supposed to do. So I don't feel bad. And I had at first thought that that was a limitation for the PSP game, but it, it isn't when yeah, you play it on it, real it software. In, uh, it, it worked wor- in on yours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It worked just fine. I figured it was the emulator. And, See, like, sometimes there's that happens. a distracting amount of shadows in this game, so I actually kind of envy you for playing it the way you did. <laughs> so you guys playing on PSP emulators... No. So did you? Ken played did, it on an actual PSP. I played it on hardware. Yeah, you played it on a Vita. So yeah. did you? Because it was. So did you have to control the camera? Was it just like a face button thing? No, the camera just stuck to your back. Oh, like the yeah, kind of like Resident Evil Four, like over yeah. the shoulder. Oh, I figured they just would have used the face buttons for camera control, like they did in Peace Walker and other 3D games. Yeah, no, there was uh, there were too many things coming at you from all sides to use face buttons for anything other than flailing desperately. Oh, that yeah. Makes I sense. mean, the PS2 was kind of the same. It just it was just behind you. I didn't even really think about the camera. Just whatever way I was facing, the camera so, was there. So you couldn't even manipulate that because I thought they just would have put it on the right stick. I could manipulate the flashlight. Well, the the PSP doesn't have a second stick. It only yeah. has the one. They always did workarounds. So, like, I remember playing, like, Siphon Filter, where it's like, okay, you have to use the face buttons to move, and then if you hold the button, then it turns into something else. Well, I don't think it was like that in Siphon Filter, but the, the PSP always had to use a creative, like, solutions to, like, not having that stick and analog stick. Well, you hold down the L button, and that locks you in place to look. It's uh, L for look. Um, and then you can use the analog stick to look around at your environment. So it literally is like Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Ah, cool. <laughs> it played well. I had no issue with it. Yeah, I kind of wish that I had that version. And now it's like $150, so screw that. <laughs> God, that just... Oh. Sometimes I can't get over how expensive games have gotten i, I just blame... wish it was in the digital store <laughs> yeah i i do too like that, that bothers me video <laughs> game collecting has really just done a number on everything all of these people with disposable incomes are coming along trying to reclaim any shred of nostalgia they can get people are jacking up the price and all of a sudden this has become the new normal Fuckers. so now you My bad. can't buy a <laughs> copy of Silent Hill 2 complete for the PS2 uh, and have it be less than $200. Well, I think it's it's a lot of that. And it's also it's the rise of digital games, too, where when I think about a lot of the reasons why I would like I would in that era, why I would what I would sell games because I knew that in a couple of months, basically they would be traded in and then they would just go on discount and I would pick it up again for cheap. And I just never got around to it. And now like no one's buying physical games anymore because no one's accepting them. (laughs) And then people are selling their games. They're not selling them to say GameStop. They're selling them on like Facebook marketplace or whatever. Yeah. GameStop Um, is not a ripoff. So, so no one's trading in anything anymore. And then everyone thinks they have like, Something valuable. And that's like I because I when the PS3 store was closing down because I had Silent Hill Origins, but I sold it because I had only played it once. 
and then I regretted it. And I got the digital version, but the digital version doesn't work on the Vita, but it still works in the PSP. But then Shattered Memories wasn't there. So like at least have that there. Like, so you can get that. Like it just ugh. I'm gonna just get in like maybe just need to have a show that's all about just like airing our grievances about the state of like digital like games or something. I am yeah, so very corrective about yeah. we do that. <laughs> welcome to the Games My Mom Found Festivus edition where we will be airing our grievances. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get in tangents. I just wish the people who like listen to this episode because I I don't like futzing around with emulators. I think it's just so much work. It's why I like console games, why I've always loved console games. Because I just take a thing, I put it in a thing, and then it works. Which I guess kind of segues back to this game, because that's a horny reference, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. It wasn't and, meant to be, but no, I mean, emulation is not for everybody. Like, I, I will help. Especially with stuff like that's locked to a hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar price tag, and in old hardware, the only way to play. I always will try to help people find things if I can. But no, it, it's just one of those those sad things. Yeah, it's place. like Frank Savalti brought up because if they're not selling it, then libraries should have access to this. So you can basically stream it from like a website if they're not going to sell it commercially. And I think the thing is now what we're we're seeing. Like in the PS3 era, you were getting a lot of like, say, PS1 games and you were selling them for like six dollars. Mm-hmm. But now we're in the age of, oh, these things are valuable to people. We can't just give them away anymore. Like we have to package them and sell them. And I mean, if they want to do that, that's fine. But just like put Silent Hill, the climax edition, I guess, on the, on the Wii or the <laughs> Switch. And add origins and this one. You're like, just sell me the damn games I want. Yeah. Yeah. If they cannot do, will not. Well, it's even weirder because I'm re- I remember back when the PS3 came out. That's what uh, that's what my sister did, and that's what one of my friends did. Is that they uh, my sister worked at GameStop, so she would literally wait until like, oh yeah, I'm just trying to sell Silent Hill so I can get some dumb Call of Duty game. It's like, oh look, the case is in perfect condition and the game's in perfect condition. Here's your five dollars for your Call of Duty. I'm buying this right now. And that what's even weirder is that GameStop was kind of the same way, too, because my friend would get like the Shin Megami Tensei game. So like before Persona was actually popular, they got like Persona 3, FES and like all the other Shin Megami Tensei games. But GameStop was still selling them for like 40 bucks a pop, even though the PS2 was technically dead in the water. Hmm. I think we can all blame capitalism. Yeah, I blame capitalism. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's what it is. <laughs> but I, I felt like one thing about this game is that I like the way it led you through the story where it's just giving you bits and pieces of what's happening. And like, I did not, it did not dawn on me that I, and I had had somebody kind of make a comment to me before that you, that you, that you are Cheryl or that Harry Mason dies. Like I, I had somebody say something before about that. Like, but I can, thankfully I completely forgot about it. Oh, I completely good. forgot the story of this game. Thankfully. I have an important question for all of you. And if someone answers incorrectly, I'm going to beat you in the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> nice. You all you all gave you all gave Lisa the right pill, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. OK, that actually affects her ending. Do you all want to know what happens if you don't give her the right pill? I do. Yes. <laughs> She does. So, so giving her the giving her the 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 wrong pill affects her ending and it gets you the, the fucked up ending, which is actually really fucked up. And the reason why she does die is because it's in one of the endings. So the, the normal, which if you do give her the pill, she succumbs to her wounds 
and you actually see like her face leak blood like in the game. But if you give her the wrong pill, whenever you show up, she's already dead and it looks like she overdosed, which is what happened because you gave her the wrong fucking pill. Jesus. Oh, you're a shitty person. Yeah, I told you you're a shitty person. But I also manifest into the fact that Cheryl hates her and I can't remember her name still. Michelle. Michelle. Because in one of the endings, uh, Harry's making a porn tape with both of them. (laughs) What? I saw that. I did not get that ending, but I saw it. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, they're his daughter's age. Oh. Wait, Uh, wait, wait. Am I the only one that got that ending? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So uh thankfully the very the very well done Silent Hill. I I, I recommend I pretty much probably can use this website for whenever you uh whenever we whenever we play two. They explain how to get each ending and which questions to answer to get each ending. So to get that ending, let's see. It's called the Sleaze and Sirens ending, which you have you have to look at every sexual poster you find and stare <laughs> at women's chest and behinds while around them. So yeah, you have to you you have to because in- all, all of these are questions that I don't remember. But you have to say yes to preferring friends over family. You have to say yes to being a slut. No to being a virgin. Include sex ed in your choices. Watch Lisa change. Say no to marriage really lasting. And when you have to uh, list all abstract images as sexual. Dude, I did I, all of I that. Did, and I didn't do any of that. And I got the horny ending. This game's weird. <laughs> I did all that and I got the drunk ending. What the hell? I was, I wanted the drunk ending. <laughs> I was staring at all the alcohol. I'm like, give me the drunk ending. I deserve it. (laughs) There's no more ice here in Silent Hill, folks, because things are after dark and spicy. (laughs) Everybody, please cut the hands put together for a symbol. (laughs) She'll put you in handcuffs. That outfit she's wearing will give you cardiac arrest. <laughs> oh, and then even weirder question: What outfit did you guys have at the end of the game? I had uh, a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, Me that's too. what I have. Me yeah. too. Weird, because I've seen people get other outfits. There's a I've seen someone get like a Letterman, and then there's also a way to get the original Silent Hill one outfit, which is Harry wearing like a, a brown leather jacket and like a button down shirt, kind of close to what he's wearing in the beginning of the game. Dope. But, yeah, I saw uh, people posting about that too. I don't know what they did to get that. Oh, maybe it's a new game plus thing. I don't fucking know. But yeah, I, I did see. I did see what you're talking about. But uh, continuing so, on, you continuing crazy. on. Yeah, I'm probably crazy. Uh, continuing <laughs> on Harry's fucked up tangent because you go. You, like I said, the game goes through. Uh, it takes place during current and previous times. Whenever you're in the forest, uh, it implies someone slipped something into Cheryl's drink and caused her yeah. to like act out at the party and then fall pass out, which is pretty fucked up and that goes into something that she's not able to make friends easily because she's fucked up ba- basically a lot of the reasoning as to why she's in psychiatry at the end of the game yeah no there's i didn't catch it because i was going quickly but when i was watching videos afterwards like there's the high schools where you see a lot of like the bad shit that happened to her yeah and then um what is it the i think it's weird that they own a pawn shop at the end of the game that that part's pretty weird and then other choices i like to think so everybody who was most guilty in your opinion in the whole story about the bull i said the prince i said the dad i didn't know what the prince i i think i glanced away for a second and i didn't know which one was the prince but i think i picked the prince i did not pick the prince or the dad you picked the bull 
Or the bull. You picked the girl? Yeah. What the? <laughs> I had a bull on the lease. He was just an animal. Yeah, yeah I had bull on the lease also, but like, like, I'm not going to justify myself right now, okay? <laughs> I, no, now, <laughs> order fair, in the court. I will justify Ken because the, the the Let's Play I was watching of, they also picked the girl. Because technically the question is, who is most guilty for her death? And tech, if you do technically think about it, she ran outside and saw danger signs and still ran towards a danger sign instead of going in the opposite direction. So technically, you could argue that she is also most, you know, responsible for her own death. It's like looking at a stove and seeing it's hot, but still touching it. See, here's the thing, though. I'm not arguing that because I don't want to argue that. I already got psychoanalyzed enough. I don't need all these <laughs> damn listeners trying to tell me what's what. I'm just trying to put in a Phoenix Wright objection somewhere and just be like, well, the stove might be too hot, but if Ken locks you in the room with the stove... to be fair there's only one wrong option and the psychiatrist the psychiatrist calls you out on it and it's picking the bull to which he goes the fuck's wrong with you it's just a dumb bull well i'm really glad i didn't pick that then because i don't think i could have handled it (laughs) you didn't want the game getting mad at you i don't like anybody getting mad at me man (laughs) like that's not a problem that's just who likes people being mad at them I think there are people who like it. I really do. And not in the sexy, fun way, either. I think people well, like those are called haters, and they can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, one thing about this game that I also, like, I kind of think about, like, I've heard, like, a lot of people have bashed this game over the years, and as I was playing through it, it was just a, f- I had a fun experience. I mean, there were, there were two nightmare sections where I was a little bit, like, lost and confused and had to use the internet to know what the fuck I was doing. But, but besides other than that, it was fine. Besides the last one, what was the other one? Uh, the high school. That's fair. I think the high school, maybe the hospital. I don't remember. I watched a YouTube video. It just did what the YouTube video did, and it, it worked great. I think there was, I can't remember, because I remember, I think the one-up show was over, but co-op was on, and I had played this, and I I wanted to like it more than I actually liked it. And I remember watching co-op, and they were kind of getting into it, and I think... It seems to me like more people were hating on it when it came out. And then like a lot of things, history had been kinder to it. And people think that it's like a hidden gem that just it was like that year for the Wii where there was millions of them out there. And everyone's like, OK, now it's time to put the quote unquote adult games. And you have like Dead Space Extraction, no more no, no more Heroes 2008. So Dead Space Extraction, Mad World, House of the Dead, Overkill, and this. Like, which are different games, but they're all like M-rated gamer games. And all of them sold like crap. <laughs> which is which is really sad because Mad World was so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I played Mad World yet. It's, I think it was just short and people complain when anything's short. And I get it too. Because I remember I didn't have a job at the time and I rented it. And I was like, yeah, maybe if I bought this, I maybe would have been a little bit disappointed. But as a $10 blockbuster rental dating myself, it was perfectly OK. All right. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, this game also was short, too, which I loved. I beat this game in like two days. almost. I played it quick. I was worried. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to end up behind on my schedule. And I just beat this game in no time. Yeah, this is a short one. I played it in one sitting. I mean, I could see, like, if I was younger and I would have, you know, paid a lot of money for this, I'd be upset. But current Mike is like, that's fucking great. I got too many games to play. So but it's, it's OK. It's about how long other Silent Hill games were. I just think it was on the wrong system. Yeah. Like, if this is on PS3 360, 
I don't know the budget. I don't know if they would have gave it the budget. I, I think they paid exactly what they wanted to. And I think it looks good and like it works with the functionality. It's just not what the Wii audience wanted. Like, because that's the thing about the Wii is that they sold like crazy and Nintendo games sold like crazy. Yeah. But software didn't. And horror games did. I mean, there's a few on the Wii. Like, the, there's a grudge game, I think, on the Wii. Yeah, that one is. sucks. Fuck off. That one's awesome. <laughs> And we never got Fatal Frame till the Switch. I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's other. I have stuff near me because I bought some random Wii games that were horror related, but I have Dead Space Extraction. There's Umbrella Chronicles. There's both of those. Yeah, they're just rail shooters, though. That's fine. Yeah. Cursed Mountain Island. Whatever the fuck that is, I have that for Wii. I don't know what that is. I just know I own it. There's your fun fact. This game also loved keys, and they love giving you keys in random puzzles. Like, there's a train puzzle for one key once. I remember that. I like that little shit, though. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Did anyone open the safe in the toy store? I think I did. I I didn't know the combination. Yeah, I didn't either. There isn't a combination. You just have to listen for the click. Oh. Oh, wait. Yes, I did open it. Never mind. Yeah. I I didn't open it. What What was in it? Just a memento, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This game had a... A lot of mementos, which I didn't realize in the end of the game, when you finish the game, when she's putting the box together, she's putting the she's putting all the mementos that you find in a box. Yep. I thought that was a cool touch. But to to be fair, that video, that video at the beginning, which plays like three fucking times for no reason. I love, I love my, my game. game. That one's oh, different. Oh, uh, I that, not need to hear that, <laughs> especially as I knew what was coming. That, yeah, that 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 video is supposed to be from the day that he dies. Oh, 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 yeah. So they kind of talk oh. about going to like the amusement park and then uh, it, like I had the the family trip where she they're in the tunnel of love indubitably. And then she jumps in the ride and basically like kind of screws it up a little. She ruins her parents relationship marriage. Technically, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it can be marriage for some people, unfortunately, but I make it harder. I like to bring up this question to y'all, and this is the way I interpret this game. And I apologize if it's weird or, but I, I, this is the way I see it. So at the end of the game, you end up getting on a boat to which you should not let boats be autopiloted because that's how you fucking crash into fucking small islands. But you have sexual relations with your wife. Yes. Yeah. And then you get out of the boat and you run, which you succumb to, you know, the the raw shocks attacking you to which is it but i know blair did because Blair said did anyone else die to, to those things at least once i didn't they grabbed me and then like i woke and then chelsea saved me that happened <laughs> i mean you, you look like like you chelsea okay yeah especially in the image that you shared in the chat and the most tiring thing and this is bad because i was on swim team in high school swimming with those motion controls oh my god i'm in such bad shape <laughs> i was so tired i was like please just end or die i can't do this anymore my arms hurt the the interesting thing is when the when you die to the raw shocks they they are basically just trying to give you a hug and when you succumb to them they like place you down gently and like rub your head and your back and shit which is oh wow yeah which is also another sign but yeah you have to swim for like five minutes get in the lighthouse to which I firmly believe that Dr. Kaufman knows Silent Hill is a magical place, and he opened up a psychiatry clinic in Toluca Lake to bring people to solve their mental health issues, and that Harry actually physically manifested in the town. Because there's 
you kind of have the idea that this is supposed to be going through her head and it's you talking. But then I also argue the argument at the end, which is basically uh, Sybil going, I went to the police station and I looked you up and you're fucking dead. And Cheryl wouldn't make that up in her head because it wouldn't make any fucking sense. So I I actually firmly believe Harry Mason is going through the town of Silent Hill and it's purposely fucking with him because he's a ghost. It's it's like the idea of like Maria from Silent Hill 2. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I, it, it's just a great thing about this game is that it's this there is series is that like we've done I think I've only done one the second movie in this one and we just get into these big long tangents about what does it mean and I don't think it's one thing or the other it's whatever you want it to be it can be whatever you want it to be and it's so great and this one in particular promotes that because you you have so many different endings and each one of those can be interpreted multiple ways like this is the Discussion that doesn't end in video game form, essentially. And I'm okay with that. And like, because like one thing about this podcast is every year I've been going through Silent Hill games and it's a hell of an experience. Because they're all so different. There is only one good ending. I think the other one's kind of a middle ending and the other one I believe is supposed to be the bad ending. To which it's funny enough, this game comes in two parts. You have whatever Cheryl accepts her father to be and then the videotape at the end to which I believe the true and normal ending is her accepting that her father's dead and Harry becomes frozen today and then crumbles to pieces. (laughs) And then you get the tape at the end where I basically believe that this is them. I think it's Harry taking his daughter to the park and then them also finalizing a divorce. And it's him basically telling Cheryl that he'll love her no matter what. And he's, she's basically dies a little girl. And I think when he drives off, he gets in a car wreck and dies. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, also Harry gets in the three car wrecks in this game. Uh, the first one, the one where he drowns. And then I believe the one with Lisa, she said he, you ask her if she's in a car accident, but it's your car that she's in, which is also interesting. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that either. But what'd y'all get? I, I got the one where he was telling them how, you know, yeah, like you just said, he loves you. That's the one I got. Yeah, that's what I got, too. I hmm. you get the threesome ending. That what you want to tell us, man? No, no, no. My playthrough was as unsexy as possible. (laughs) No. I basically got the drunk ending, but I also got what they call the bearer of guilt ending. Okay. So basically, like, Cheryl is feeling guilty about Harry dying. Is that where she says someone had to take the blame? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I got, too. Yeah, and that's I call that the depressing ending because that that's fair. fucking sucked. Did you did anybody look up the UFO ending? Yes, I yeah, love I've that seen ending. it. It's funny. I, I was watching just random videos before, and then they were like they were talking about it, and I could not get over the fact there's a cameo to James in this. Yeah, where James that's shows so- up, he's like, "That's weird. I haven't seen his wife in a while." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, game, oh, game." <laughs> it's very cool that the endings you know, changed so much and so much is affected. Like the idea that I know one other bad ending where, where Harry doesn't freeze because she doesn't let go of him and she clings to her fiction. I don't know? think yeah. I've ever seen that one where he doesn't freeze. Yeah. There's one where he, where she doesn't accept it. She's just like, you're real. And yeah. oh, wow. in her denial. And I just think it's just so cool that this game does this. Like, and why don't people like this game? Like, I mean, no combat. I'm, I'm sure the no game analyzed me just fine. I just didn't pay enough attention because I was I, I was just busy. Like I'll just look at it later, and I didn't. 
I thought it was more generic. I didn't realize it was actually a custom, you know, that the game wasn't lying to me. I, I played a game said, oh, we're going to analyze, like, until dawn's like, we're going to make the experience towards you. Like, sure you are. Until dawn, sure you are. You know, See, I didn't believe I, it. I can 100% explain to you why people wouldn't like this. And the reason is that there's no lizard brain shooting action. Like, if you gave this to someone now, and I'm not saying this is everyone, and I'm being generalizing, and I don't like to paint people in corners, but if you give this to the average Fortnite-playing teenager, they're going to play this for five seconds and say, this is stupid, all you do is walk around. Yeah. And that's like a sentiment that I can see a lot of people having. Like, I, I totally get that. I mean, that's what I liked about the game. I liked the fact that there was no combat. I could have done without the chasing and just had a whole game where I just explored and read a, read a guy that told me to look at this and look at that, and I would have had a great time. But I'm a different type of gamer, too. And I play so much freaking games that it's kind of nice sometimes to have something that's not stressful. Agreed. But that's that when you play it over, over a game a week for every day of your life. So the, uh, <laughs> This is <yeah>. life's torment. <laughs> Oh, this game hit me, too. It hit me with the <laughs> stuff with the father and everything, because, like, I, I've said it before on the show, but my son doesn't live with me and hasn't lived with me since I was, since he was seven. Turned, no, six, and he just turned 16. And, like, this hit me. I never parts like, because I, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm in his life, but not, not as much as I'd want to be. And it's like, it hit me, you know. I'm not dead or anything, but <laughs> it still hit me. All right, so that's the plan from now on, all right, guys? We have to make Mike play games where he's a dad, so he feels bad. Oh, that's just rude. <laughs> if they're good games, I'm okay with it. I, was, I mean, I, was... it, it, I still enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this game. It just kind of was like, it made me think about things and like, you know, that idea of like, cause, you know, if, you know, my someone hadn't grown up without me completely. If I was dead or something. And I, and it's it's so weird because like I was because I, I, I don't have kids. I probably will never. If the world is right, I shouldn't have them. But like I was talking to my brother about the um, the trailer came out this week for a movie called Silent Night. It's like a John Woo action film with Joe Kinnaman where like this guy's kids are killed at Christmas. And I sent the trailer to my brother and I was like, look at this crazy Christmas trailer movie. This looks like dumb and fun. He's like, yeah, I can't watch a movie about a kid getting killed because he has a kid now. And I'm just like, oh, I never even thought about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Also, to be fair, I didn't say it were bad games or you're a bad dad. Just a dad in general. Like that one <laughs> that one Spooktober where it was Month of Horror Dad, where we played Bioshock and The Walking Dead and like two other dad games. Did you also play Fear? Hmm? Did you also play Fear that year, too? Uh, no, Fear was later. OK, yeah, that, that was a weird month. I do that sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why I do weird shit. OK, that's all I got. But um, I play strange games for this podcast. What can I say? Uh, besides the sexy ending, there is, and then also the drunk ending, and uh, the the one I refer to as the normal ending, which is Harry just leaving. There's an ending. Oh, I had it open here in a second. I, I want I want to make sure we don't go over the same one twice. Uh, there, yeah, there's the 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 there's the. Sorry, I'm trying to think of which one it is. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so there's a threesome ending, and then there's the one where Harry's being beat by his wife, which is really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a little fucked up. Yeah, and then there's the drunk yeah, the drunk dad and the UFO ending. So, yeah, surprisingly, no one got that one ending, which is also really fucked up, but it was variable of endings. I mean, but you brought up something I don't want to talk about. Like, I mean, I feel like, well, 2009, this, or what, this is 2008? I know I read it, but I don't remember. 2010. Okay. 2010. I mean, I grew up, and I remember this, like, men can't be abused by a woman. Like, I remember that being a thing. 
But I remember people being like that at times. Being like what? Just being like you, you know, you, you're just not abuse. Like you just. Oh, oh yeah. Where it yeah, is? No. How oh yeah, you, no, Dolly. How do you get that ending? I am on it. You yeah. have to answer false to questions one and three, which I don't know what that is. You have to answer yes to being a private person and taking a while to understand. You have to say no to preferring friends over family. You have to say yes to being a bully and a slacker. You have to pick all the photos on the dead side. You have to watch Lisa change. Oh, you have to give Lisa the wrong pill. Oh, Jesus. And you have to place the princess as most guilty and place all abstract images as non-sexual. Wow. I did all but one as non-sexual. They were not sexual. I think I picked maybe like two that were. Yeah, I think that's what I did too. I think I did half and half. Yeah, the the way to get the normal ending because obviously you can you can cheat this game, which is what I did the first time I played this. You can cheat this game by basically picking like vanilla answers and picking the most obvious answers and also being in the middle. So like when you pick the option for like who's dead and who's not, you just pick half the photos or a you know general like not leading towards one way or another. Yeah, and same thing with the abstract pictures as well. The first time I ever beat this, I got the normal ending. That was way back on the Wii. And then I think on the PS2 one, I got the normal ending. And then this was the only time I've gotten like the non-normal ending, which is really weird. But I like the idea that they all got different endings because y'all were genuine about the about the answers as opposed to like, oh, I know you get the normal ending by just picking every being completely in the middle. I have to pick what would fit me. Like when I every game I play, I do that with decision making. Just how I am. I kind of like to see how fucked up I am. And games like this help. Uh, I'm a very, I try to see myself as a very good person and to do the right thing. Because in, in real life, I try to do the right. I only fudged one thing the second time around after I didn't save. And that was because the first time I think I selected, did you ever cheat on someone? And I said, no, because I've never done that. But the second go around, I was like, well, I was with someone who was cheating on their boyfriend at the time. So technically, asterisk, yes. And this was my justification just to get Chelsea Sybil. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that. Bla- Blair clicking the, the have you ever cheated and his partner walking by and being like, what the fuck, Blair? That's, 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 that's the I real yes. reason. That's the real reason she was mad. It wasn't the Wiimote. I'm just like, I'm like ludicrous and fast five. I'm like, I had a life before I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she I ended up picking yes. But, <laughs> and, and I just thought it was funny when you do that. And he's like, are you sure? That's what you sure? And I'm like, yeah, this is accurate. Like, I'll yeah, she was like, are you sure you've never cheated on something? I was like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or if no, you I, say yes, I said, are you sure you did? Uh, no, I said yes. And he was like, all right. <laughs> he's like Ken's horrible it's okay I bet you did you piece of shit moving on <laughs> no he questioned me I just love it when I picked the role play thing the sexual one and I it also made me laugh so I don't know the cheating thing was what I have a funny story with that but I, I well funny to me now you know 20 years later but or not 20 years but 10 years later or more than that but no I remember I because I, I, I when I was a kid I did stupid things where I based some of my ideas of life off TV shows apparently and didn't realize it like I I I remember this very vividly. I always thought if I moved across state because I did it for a girl, we had to get married because in Friends, Ross had to get married to Emily when they were when they were going to move across country, different countries. And for some reason, my dumb brain kept that. I didn't marry the girl, but I almost did. But my dumb brain kept that in my head. And I and I also remember some other stupid TV show or something I watched where the guy's like, it's not cheating if you're online. You never meet the person. And that's what I believe, too. I don't believe that anymore, but I did believe that at one time. Oh, Lord. 
So don't don't do what I did. Don't 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 be a young Mike and think TV is right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it's kind of how because <laughs> I remember a similar thing because it was my first girlfriend in grade seven and she was moving away. And then there was an episode of Boy Meets Girl where Topanga was going to move away. But then her parents were like, you love Corey, so you can live with your aunts. You can be together. And I thought I was going to get the Topanga ending. But then that's not real life. That's friggin' <laughs> life. TV. <laughs> not just TV. T-G-I-F-A-B-C TV. <laughs> that is fair. I mean, uh, I think the whole thing is, you know, guys, life is complicated. I, don't beat yourself up. I think I the couple. I think the concept of cheating is silly because I'm in a polyamorous relationship. So whenever people oh, are like, same, buddy. Yeah. So when people were like, oh, how do, I like this one person, but I also am in a relationship. And I'm just sitting there like, and just, you know, it's all about trust. As long as Why you have both. trust. I mean, that's all that matters. Like, that's really what it's about. And just don't be a jealous piece of shit. So oh, no, you can still be jealous. You just don't like freak out over a lot over it. Don't let it control your life. Yeah. Jealousy I have very is little jealousy normal. at all towards like for my wife. Like I don't get jealous over things, and she doesn't really either. That's good. It's nice. I haven't had that That's before. That's how I had it should a, be. I had a I had girlfriends before that I was like, you looked at a woman. I'm like, she ran by. I was not looking. I just looked because I looked at a human being. Like you're something. Where I just turned. Like how dare you? Like, <laughs> like I've had terror. I had a I had freaking people. I dated someone who didn't even want me talking to women I worked with. Like even just talking to them. Like it's my job. I don't have you. Yeah, I made some bad decisions in my life, Ken. Well, no, no, I'm not saying <laughs> you to you. I'm just saying you to. No, I know. No, I. Yeah. Yeah. There's. There, yeah, I've had a couple not great relationships. So I met my wife, and that's why I was like, like if we want to record an episode on Valentine's Day about how awful we've had relationships in the past, I am down. Me too. <laughs> I got some fucking stories, but I'll so yeah, be just, there. Uh, but like, I am just being <laughs> lame. I would just be like telling you the George Costanza stories about how like I like people who didn't like me back. <laughs> oh, I, I also dated a married woman at one point. That was fun. Don't God do that. Damn, dude. Mike Don't was do a that. player. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Mike was being used is more what it was. But hey. <laughs> and Mike was stupid. Uh, but no, I mean, the game made me think about this, too. I mean, the psychological stuff, like, I know I read some of what it said, and it was like, you know, you want to make people happy. I'm like, eh, that's accurate, because I do. I try to. I And like, again, as I said earlier, I always try to do the right thing. And unfortunately, I don't have any of the pictures I took from the ending, so I cannot speak to I what the game told me. I don't know what your episode schedule is, but I would absolutely love it if we have this deep, introspective conversation about Silent Hill Shattered Memories and the episode concludes with, okay, join us next week for 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. <laughs> <laughs> next week is not that. I can tell you that much. I will tell you shortly, but it's not that. <laughs> it's our horror game. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand is scary as hell. It, it is terrific. <laughs> I've had dumber compatriots in third-person shooters than Lloyd Banks. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. Or anything else you guys want to say about the game before we go into questions, comments, or memories? Do we want to go down through our profiles? You guys can. I, I don't remember much. I only have a vague memory of mine. And it was... I think I was told that I was bad at sex, which was, you know... Fuck <laughs> you that I gave them. It's like, <laughs> fair, probably. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, because I know Ken, Ken took pictures, and then kind of we all saw it. But I know mine... What really kind of got me unnerved at the start is something that I'm dealing with at my work is that 
I'm a people pleasing person, whether people want it or not. And I was like, oh, goddamn, like that's uh, God, I, I remembered a lot of them now, but I'm blanking. But it was like so like how I see myself lately, especially this past little while. It was like as I'm kind of, you know, approaching my 40s next year and the way this thing just kind of laid out my personality, I I was just so floored that a, a Wii game, a, a game on the system called the Wii made me feel these ways. That just shows you that this game, I give this game deserves credit for being a good game. Absolutely. I mean, my profile basically just called me like, it basically said I was a piece of shit with its whole chest. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife like, left. basically said, you know, oh, hey, you know, you like, you're a bit of a dreamer. You like to enhance the lives of others, whether they want it or not. Like, it said you'd be a good roommate. Yeah, it said I'd be I a had good that roommate. one too. What the fuck kind of backhanded compliment is that? <laughs> you know what you'd be in life, buddy? You'd be a good fucking roommate. You'd be useful and reliable. Ken just scrolling down his thing and is basically like, <laughs> it's like, you love sloppy steaks and live for New Year's Eve. Like, that's just like here. <laughs> Honestly, I expected more of that. It just said I have some aspects of addictive personality, which is extremely true. Like I've I've had problems, but um, like I don't know. It was it was really interesting when it got into the sex stuff, though, because it very clearly said certainly doesn't respond strongly to the ideals of commitment or family, which is true. And we don't need to go too much into that. But I want uh, to, but <laughs> I won't ask you. It's, it's not on the air. <laughs> I, I really want to know how it it generates these things because there has there can only be so much memory stored on that disc. And I, I'm sure there's interviews with like Sam Barlow and perhaps other people that explains how it works. But I really want to peek behind the curtain to find out how it it does what it does because there's only yeah, so many too. different things you can pick, but all of them seem to. Like, five of us played this, and each of us got different things. I thought it would maybe, like, just change the words that were in, like, the quotes. I didn't think it was going to change, like, the entire synopsis. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, Chelsea, you and I only matched on, like, one thing, and it was the aspects of addictive personality, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, Blair, when you talk to Sam Barlow about Ghost Rider, can you ask him, please? Oh, yeah, I'm never going to be able to talk to Sam Barlow. It's like, yeah, um, the guy who made Immortality, like, uh, you want to talk with a guy who gets tens of views every day about superhero games? Like, please lose my number. (laughs) Hey, you never know, okay? Yeah, you never know. I didn't think I would be, like, interviewing some of my favorite authors in my time, but I have. So, like, you got to take that chance, man. I interviewed the art director for Legacy of Kane, Defiance. That's my... That's my crowning achievement for interviews. I haven't tried very hard. And look, he's British, so he'll probably be polite about telling you no. (laughs) Does British like Canada? They never went to war with Canada. I think Canada Canada hates the British. I don't know. We still recognize the goddamn queen or king. Where the hell is on the go? (laughs) You got a day off when she died, didn't you? I did. (laughs) And, oh, yeah, I was glued to my TV watching the funeral. I didn't get a day off when the queen died, damn it. I was going to say, did anyone give a shit? Because if, if it's a, one thing to recognize it, but it's another thing if you're like you walked out and people were like, mm. 
just want to pay as an employee of the Canadian government, I can firmly say strongly ignore what <laughs> <laughs> the comments expressed through the course of this podcast about Silent Hill Shadow Memories do not reflect Canada, its <laughs> provinces and territories. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's go on to questions, comments, and memories. Everything else you guys want to say first? I have one more thing to say before oh, my comments, do. but but it goes with it. Kyle, who could not join us for this podcast, said, where is it? I just had it open and then and then the damn thing fucked up. Come on, Facebook. All right. I got it. If you want. You got it. Yeah, you got, got it. it. I can't find it. My phone's being a dick. All right. So our friend Kyle was supposed to join us. Unfortunately, something came up and he was unable to do so. Uh, but he did want to say that he didn't have anything too particular to comment on with Shattered Memories. But he thinks it's a fantastic game. It's a brilliant remake. It's how you should do a remake. And uh, while he does love the Silent Hill series wholly, even the later games that start to go down the rail, he thinks that this one is a particular gem. All right. And he couldn't make it because of damn Canadian Thanksgiving. Because so, it's Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend that we're recording this. Y'all eat turkey. <laughs> What's a turkey? What's a tur- <laughs> <laughs> they get beavers out there, I bet, right? Your turkey a beaver? Or I, a think, moose, right? I, I, I would derail this further to say I have a funny story about a beaver, but I guess it goes back to the horny thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on to questions, comments, or memories. And this is going to be fun. Uh, from I got a ton. I won't really read them all, but I'm going to read as much as I can. From the, I watched the entire Old Blood Super replay from Rob St. John. It is literally the worst Silent Hill. It's boring as shit. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't play the other ones. But Fortnite for, fan four twenty six nine. <laughs> uh, from Casey Hecox, it's a shame used copies go for so much now. I love the Silent Hill games, even the bad ones. And I've always wanted to check it out. Right, and then from Silent Hill Heaven group, let's see. From Joseph Martin, wish we got a Silent Hill two remake in this style. Honestly, uh, from Ivica Radic, as someone who played all the parts in the series, I can tell you that I was pleasantly surprised by this title. Great experience, very good atmosphere, and lack of combat was no problem. A very emotional game with a great ending. From Chris Axe, I always love the immersion and storytelling in this in this one. Here's some of the fun ones. From Stefan Christofferson, found it to be mostly awful. The story was boring, the puzzles were piss easy, the chase sequences were terrible, there just wasn't anything noteworthy or interesting to find if you went off exploring. The psych evaluation game mechanic was kind of neat, but it was only the thing, the only thing the game had going for it. Right from AJ Shepis. I played it once, got bored halfway through and stopped playing Karen. It's a mediocre game at best. I wish we got Silent Hill Cold Heart instead, as it sounded far more interesting. From Mario Vilmarzo. I never beat that game, got to a point possibly halfway or three fourths way through and kept getting turned around and got lost. Okay. From the official Laser Time community, from Luke Batty. This is the last PS2 game I ever bought on release, and I'm glad I got it because, man, is it expensive now. Mm-hmm. From Jose Truk, I remember they called it Sharted Memories in Talk Radar, and I lost it. It's an old podcast. Doesn't exist anymore. And from the Silent Hill group, from Irene Cunningham, and these goofs call Homecoming bad fan fiction made into a game. All I'm going to say. I, oh, this is where some people hate this game. From Christian LaCroix, this is the only game in the series I haven't played multiple times because I feel like it is absolutely trash. <laughs> From Galleon Rabbit, honestly, in my opinion, that was the worst of the series. <laughs> this is yeah. from the Silent Hill fan group? Yes, they fucking hate this game. It is so they just okay, I guess I can Silent fuck Hill. myself then. <laughs> Oh, but some people love it. Lini Aspire. I love this game. It always hit me in the feels when I played it back in 2010. I still have the game in my PS2, and I'm thinking about playing it again. Replaying Silent Hill games after all these years feels crazy to me because I was 13 when I played all these games and perceived them very differently than I do now. 
Oh, my back hurts. <laughs> oh, fuck. From Steven Sims, I really enjoyed it. Different, yes, but sometimes that's a good thing. From Ryan McDarby, great on the Wii. From Devi June Gabuki, saddest. From Logan Erickson, I felt like it brought a nice aspect to the series. If this aspect was used with other elements that make Silent Hill great, it would be a beautiful game. All right. From Jay Burke Sr., I never even opened my copy. Damn. Oh, I mean, that's that's not a bad idea, to be honest. Like, Put in my kids through college. <laughs> <laughs> from Sam Mitchell, $500 is $700 in some place. I used to have it, and, and I traded it. I'm still upset about it. Same. Matthew Derskis, best game? Said no one ever. <laughs> that, that's, that's high quality right there. From Mike Gullion, this was a very ambitious game and was as heart-wrenching as the second game. Critics be damned. Word. And from the last group I'm going to read, from Silent Hill Fog Posting. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, from Stephen Flewelling, this was one of my favorites. Played it on the Wii, looking to get it again. From Lucas Regis, is this AI art? When I posted the cover of the game. <laughs> AI wasn't even a thing art at this time. So, uh, from Mike Force, I got bored in like 30 minutes with this game. It's terrible. <laughs> ah, from Finn Swante, Swante, so much hate. Uh, Joseph Stewart, please tell me everywhere the game changed. I'll wait. The color of the house, slight modification to the same copy pasted enemy. I thought there were two. Nope, psychology reskinned it. This game straight up lied in the beginning, did nothing with supposed psychological fuckery, had the worst game ca- gameplay mechanic, run for 20% of the game. Hiding is broken. It actually does not work. And you complete and he's completely safe 80% of the time. The absolutely worst other world blue and purple ice with things maybe strewn about. Who knows? You have zero time to stop and look. The most boring on the noise side. St- no side stories. She gets molested and killed. Nobody cared. Town bad. I'm not sure what he's talking about. And mother flopping picture ghost that added a flipping ghost hunters mini game. Bonus negative points to be played on the Wii. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I'm assuming no one read their psych profiles at the end of this game and just listened to the nice music at the end, by the way, which we didn't touch on because this game also has Akira Yamaoka fucking singing more. Wait, I got to read this one quick, though. From Roy Verone, my favorite part of this game is if you stare at the cop's boobs the entire driving scene, the next time you see her, she's wearing God's shortest skirt and a shirt with a V line so low, a tilt to the left would pop a titty. Besides that, trash game, never finish it because looping those pale gremlins who hug you gets annoying as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Did this game, like, kill their parents? (laughs) Here's another one. From Alexander P. This game is hot garbage. Alongside from Book of Memories, it's the only objectively bad Silent Hill game. You can shit on Downpour or Homecoming all you want, but they're not terrible. Good? Debatable. Bad? No. This game, though, this was bad. This was someone with a Silent Hill 1 fanfic given a sack of cash to turn their shitty fic into a game. It was an embarrassing retelling of the first game. The only enjoyable aspect of the shit show of a game is the soundtrack. Whoever they had to do the OST brought their A game. Which is also funny because you're in a Silent Hill group and it's like Kira Toriyama. Right? Jesus Christ. Like, more. People like walked into a factory where they were manufacturing the discs and something happened and they all like slid the throats of like their parents or loved ones or something. So now like they have a Kill Bill style hate quest for shattered memories. You, you ever <laughs> see things where people you, you read people say things and it's like you, you know that they didn't either play the whole game or anything at all. Because it's really yeah. weird to people say hear people say like, oh, this is just someone's weird fan fiction. It's based off the bad ending of the original game. Like, come it's on, you guys. funny. I mean, like, I, I just found it kind of humorous. Like, how many people did not enjoy this game? And I'm assuming a lot of people probably didn't play the game. Or at least not in a long time. 
It, it because, sounds to me like they rented it and then walked around for a bit. And because when, when there's something else, I, I guess that I was thinking about while playing this, because after this, I mean, not only is kind of springboard Sam Barlow, but then you also had like games like Amnesia that came a few years after. So we kind of had a trend of like horror where you couldn't defend yourself. I guess yeah. even like Five Nights at Freddy's you can put into that. And this is kind of like the start of that in a way. Yeah. Oh, and I want one last one I want to read here. Or I'm read I'm gonna read three more, then I'm done with this part. From Nate Barrett, a decent idea the dev team could never hope to fully realize. Woo, the house changed color and the monsters have tits. From John Jonathan Komodo, the wheelchair part was fun as hell on the Wii. Damn. <laughs> and from Kayla George, what copy do you have? This game is expensive and rare. My friend has a Wii copy worth five hundred, but I only have the PSP version worth less. I enjoyed this game. See, I mean, some people did. I, it really does feel like it's just people dogpiling on something. But it's fucking. It was fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, like this is, man. Like I want to find out what game these people think is good Sound because too. I want to shit all the fuck over it. Well, well I did Silent Hill too a long time ago. And I won't be when I redo. I won't have questions, but I I under like in a way I understand because I remember I I played Silent Hill one and. I was a big Resident Evil fan, and I was, I guess I rented expecting Resident Evil, and it kind of was, but kind of wasn't, and I never gelled with it, and then I tried two, and I think the same thing as I got stuck in a puzzle, and I was like, I don't care, and it took me a better part of a decade of trying these games until it finally clicked. So I think there is a certain level of maturity I'm not saying that you can't understand it as a teenager and some people do. And God bless them that they do, because I certainly couldn't figure this out. Like if I played this when I was 17, I would probably also think it was dumb. Like I, I played this in 2009. So I would have been into my 20s, like mid 20s. And I got it. But even then, I, I was kind of nonplussed at the end the first time. I think I would have been the same boat. Like, had I played it back in the day when it when I first got it, like in 20, 20, 10, 20, 2011, 2012, I wouldn't have appreciated the way I did today. So it, it goes in the whole thing, too, where, like, I think my one of the favorite tweets that I've seen is someone talk about how, like, if you go back in time, Game Informer gave Silent Hill to like a six out of ten. And it's only has that score beat. It, shut up. <laughs> it's only like that because the music they gave it that because the music was good and that's it. It's I, I remember reading uh, EGM was the same way. And there was a John Riccardi. I can't remember who was a three review. I know it was I think it was I don't know if it was James Milky and possibly John Riccardi, but it was like sevens, seven fives, eights. It was like all over the place. Like it wasn't it was just like, OK, this is another one of these. And it wasn't until like years later. And this is the problem with the game industry is that like things come out and then, you know, they're seen one way, but then it might take years later before people understand it. And then by that point, people can't get it anymore. <laughs> and we'll just do shelfboxer shelf boxer stack quick because I know Chelsea has to run and then we can continue our conversation too. Uh, Chelsea, what about you? Shelf stack or box? So I was really excited to replay this. I just, I didn't know, like, if I was actually going to love it the same way that I loved it when I first played it. And I absolutely do. I still love it. Um, it's still great. It's still one of my favorites. 
Um, and I've been playing these games since the series started. So, I mean, if anyone, like, says, oh, this one sucks, whatever, all those comments, like, <laughs> give it a chance. I'm a, like, old-school Silent Hill fan, and I I adore it. It's, it's one of my favorites, for sure. So it's going on the shelf. Okay. And Blair, what about you? Um, you know, originally, when I was playing this last week, I think I finished it last Sunday, I was thinking about putting it in the stack, but now I... I'm going to put it on the shelf, too. I'm, I'm you know, I, I paid $100 again to rebuy this, and I don't regret that. I, I'm glad that I have it back. And I think this is one of the things I like about video games, not so much nowadays, is just what people are missing just by interacting with social media, message boards, that no one's having these conversations. And I think this is what's great about games. And especially one like this, where different things that happen and you're discussing it and breaking it down. Like, this is what I used to love listening to stuff like EGM Live and One Up Yours and the One Up Show and Co op. So, yeah, I'm going to put it on the shelf. I don't know if I'm going to play it like every year or anything, but I'm actually more curious to replay it now than I ever have been. I'm glad. I'm just glad this finally happened. This was supposed to be on the show a couple of years ago, but wasn't for reasons I'm not going to discuss on here. But I'm glad to f- that it finally happened because a lot of stuff gets put on the show then falls off or one. I mean, I, I when I rate the seasons up, I revise them multiple times, but eh, I'll go next since I'm talking anyway. I'm going to put this in the shell. I had a great time. I see why people don't like this. And yes, I, I did find it funny, but it's just because games are made differently for everybody. And this was a game that was made for me. It's not that hard. Combat isn't a thing. You can just enjoy it. It's short. It's quick. It entertains you. Game made for me, so no, I, I really liked it. So it's going on the shelf, and I'm really glad to finally have played it. Uh, what about you, Ken? Well, like I said, top of the podcast uh, all that time ago. This was <laughs> the first time I've actually played this at the beginning, and gut reaction, it's shelf, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what people's problem with this game is. Like, I think it's just the series. I mean, Silent Hill is, is held in such a tall order for some people and here you have a game that doesn't, isn't what they wanted. Yeah, like, it's not what you wanted. It's it's like Batman, right? Like, sometimes you don't get the game you want, but you get the game you need. This is that game. I think people need to give this a chance. All shelf, all the time. Okay, and Joseph? Uh, this game is also very much going on the shelf for me. Uh, I did not play it this time around, but even I know about the psych profile thing. Honestly, I thought that was I only thought that was a profile about Heather at the or Cheryl, whatever, same person at the end of the game. <laughs> so I never actually pay attention to it. But like hearing that y'all all had different things because the game does warn you in the beginning mm-hmm. and people never took that seriously that the you know this game breeds you as much as you play it. I mean, and, until until Dawn told me that, too. Yeah, but that, that game's also really good, too. It is good. Uh, game, yes. Yeah. And I I'm. It's it's one of the things that I've talked about for years for Silent Hill. I'm so sick of the cult stuff because it's about the town and seeing that they took the cult out of the original Silent Hill and made a reimagining, which it is. It's not a it's not a remake. It's not a whatever. It's a reimagining makes this even better. And it's completely amazing that they can actually take the cult stuff out and still make a really interesting, deep and sad story. So this is definitely going on the shelf. It's probably my number one favorite Silent Hill game. And then right next wow. to it, right next to it is Silent Hill 2. Okay, we're going to redo Silent Hill 2 with with my team silent at some point because I need to replay it. When I did it for the show, it was back when Mike had just joined some 
other my two other co-hosts had just quit the show and my mind was not in the right place for that game. And oh. I had a terrible time with that game. Did you hear that, y'all? We're his team silent. No. You, you guys are. We're the so. best. Yeah, that's going to happen. That'll probably be next at this point. I mean, hell, the only two that we haven't, that I've done on the show that we haven't done is Origins and Silent Hill 2. And then there's down, then there's just Downcoming. So, you know. Goddamn y'all who said Downcoming's better than this. Y'all can eat my ass. <laughs> they said Homecoming, but I, I, I just can't they comment. Said, that joke no, they said Downpour 2. Yeah, but I, okay. I just love the, I, I love how Joe kept saying Downcoming. I will continue to say downcoming because it's funny. It's a thing now. It is. It's also a speedrun, which I find funny. You can play cool. downpour in homecoming cutscenes or vice versa, whatever it is. Hmm. It's a speedrun. They do it. Fascinating. Did you have anything else you, you wanted to say, Blair, before I had to, had to jump the shelf stacker box? Uh, I don't oh. think so. And if I did, I completely forgot. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just wanted to double check since I felt bad. All right, and I have a code to give away before we wrap this up. Uh, this is a code for Lake, which is a Steam code, as always. That's actually a game replay as a, a delivery person delivering news, delivering paper, mail. Your mail person delivering paper, delivering letters. I really want to. Oh, play that it one game's day. adorable. Yeah, it's, oh, that's going to be on the show actually for a mini. But now that I, I just need to do it. So the code is I T T T eight three I Z seven W. NWL8Z. That is the Steam code for Lake. So you're welcome, whoever grabs that game. All right. And I should introduce what we're talking about next week. Next week, you can hear me talk about Shadow Hearts to celebrate episode 250 with another RPG. Another depressing horror game, in a way. Surprisingly, a horror game. I always thought it was a Kingdom Hearts knockoff. <laughs> it is not. I always thought it was a little bit goofy. I know it was published by Midway in the West, wasn't it? Yes, it was. What a oh odd god! It gets goofier as the series goes, but the first game is not that goofy. And you fight demons, and you one of the bosses is a girl who. The story is. I'm going to say this quick. She got cursed somehow. Was supposed to kill her father, but couldn't kill her father. So she ended up like dragging his dead body into the ocean or something after he died. And was cursed. Jesus and you Christ! Ghost. Oh, there's some weird shit in this game. Like it is not. It's a creepy fucking game. Fuck me. So, and on oh, the main villain is named Roger Bacon. <laughs> I just love that. And he's a guy in a top hat. Like the first cutscene, if you just look at the cutscene of this game, like the opening, you just see guards getting just splatted into blood. It's just, it's an awesome game, man. It's an awesome is, game. Is it weirder than Haunting Ground? Well, nobody's trying to impregnate you. <laughs> so there is that. I mean, that was the whole thing of Haunting Ground, which they're trying to impregnate her with her. Her father's trying to impregnate her, essentially. <sighs> Grandfather. <laughs> Your grandfather's trying to impregnate her. <laughs> Go listen to our episode. That's a weird fucking game. That's a good game, though. It's a weird fucking game. I mean, no, Shadow Hearts is really good. So go listen to that next week. And Blair, where can people find you at? Um, you can find me in various social media networks uh, at Blair Arcade. Uh, you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com. Uh, fortunately, Batman Arkham Trilogy got delayed until December, so you're going to have to wait a little bit one on that one because I can't control any of that, but look forward to... I guess impressions on Hellboy, Web of Weird and Spooky Month and Spider-Man 2. And if you're on the Twitch.tvs, you can go Twitch.tv slash Tyrant Cheeks and check out Chelsea's stuff. 
All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there were 500 other episodes on Podbean. You can find all our other Silent Hill content that we've done in the show notes. We'll have links to all the episodes if you want to just find it out. Otherwise, everything's on Podbean also if you want to listen to it there. And right now, it's full spooky time when you're hearing this. A bunch of spooky episodes are all being published, unfortunately. Not to my to my distaste, but it's spooktober, so got to do it. Whether I enjoy it or not, I got to do it. So go listen to all the, all the stuff we're putting out. And if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon right now. We have another horror movies poll of movies that Mike hasn't seen. And I forgot what's on there. So go vote for those a dollar. Vote in our poll. Oh, yeah. It's the witch. No, that's the wrong poll. I don't know what the hell the poll is. Just go vote in the poll. Just go do that. You go see. Dollar. Sign up. Help out support the show. And if you want to talk with us, we have a Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes to our Discord. Also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Free. You can follow her on TikTok and all her other socials. You'll see it. The link tree in the show notes. Also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker to his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. Check him out and check out Nomads of Fantasy. I was actually on their most recent episode at the time of this recording. So go check them out. Good show. All right. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Fucking Twitter. Blue Sky Threads and YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. So long.